0: Well, good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us on our Wednesday night live stream service, Word of Faith Global Ministries. I just want to thank every single one of you for taking the time to join us, as you always do. Those of you that are faithful followers of Word of Faith Global Ministries via Facebook and our YouTube channel, welcome. Uh, I'm going to give you just a moment to go ahead and start your watch parties and start sharing this message or texting your friends and letting them know that we are on now tonight. And I'm just so excited about being with every single one of you this evening. I want to thank you once again, as we always do, for inviting us into your living room, into your homes, into your space, wherever it is that you are. Uh, Hopefully you're all home and you're settled and maybe you've had dinner or not, I don't know, but regardless of the fact, whether you have or not, just go ahead and gather your family and your friends around uh, the TV or around your uh, phones or maybe your laptops and uh, just join us this evening for a wonderful uh, time together in the Lord and uh, with what the Lord has shared with me tonight to share with everyone. Uh, We wanna just thank you so much for uh, continuing to send us uh, your prayer requests uh, your messages and letting us know and giving us uh, feedback as to how these messages have really encouraged you and uh, lifted you up and and just spoken to your heart in this season and this time that we're in. Uh, we, we praise God for the fact that he uses every single one of us in just a mighty way and to God be the glory because you see he's the one that gets glorified in it all so we just want to thank you so much uh, for shooting us text messages calling us many of you have called us and just uh have been uh, just telling us thank you pastor that message really spoke to my heart i needed to hear that and you have no idea honestly i'm going to say i'm going to pause for a moment and tell you you have no idea what that does to uh to myself and to pastor and to our ministers when you all encourage us Uh, because you see when We get these messages ready and we're hearing from the Lord. And like we like to say, that we're receiving a download from the Father, from His heart, straight from the throne room. We just know that we know that it's going to bless somebody. Somebody's going to receive it and someone's going to be blessed by it. But by the very fact that you send us messages or you call us on the phone and you say, Pastor, that was, that was spot on. That was on time. I really needed to hear that. Thank you for that message. It's not to stroke our back or to pat our back or to say well done or anything like that. It's just that it gives us one of these uh, comforting uh, words, if you will, uh, that says, all right. Someone was reached with that message from the Lord. Amen. So it encourages us as it encourages you. So we we thank you for that. Thank you so much for that. Uh, we also want to um, just encourage you to continue to come to church on Sundays. We're still open. We meet at, at 10 a.m. Uh, in the city of Miami Springs at 81 Hook Square. Uh, There in Miami Springs, Florida, and uh, right about the time of 11 in the morning is when we actually go live stream with the message. Um, We give time for praise and worship and announcements and just for the Holy Spirit to move in our midst right there in our church service. And then at about 11 o'clock is when we actually go live stream with the actual message. So just so you can get a better idea for those of you that uh, have still had... um, it had been, have been uh, needing to stay home and watching live stream but listen if you're feeling well uh, and you haven't been to church in a while we encourage you to put on your mask if you want to put on gloves that's fine with us we're still social distancing and we're safe and everybody is healthy praise be to god and we're just still glorifying the lord jesus christ all together in one body and one mind and one accord hallelujah uh, we also want to thank all of you who have been uh, supporting our ministry online with your tithes and with your offerings uh, at wordoffaithglobal.org. Listen, you can do that so easily and set up an account and have it come out of your account on a weekly, bi-weekly basis, however it is that you get paid. Many of the church members actually do that, and it's very convenient for them. So we encourage you to do that. Um, if. If not, I know that some of you have been mailing in your checks. You can do that at 81 Hook Square in the city of Miami Springs, Florida. Uh, the zip code is 33166. And those of you that come to church, you're giving that your tithes and your offerings there at church. So we want to thank you for that. So that's a little mini announcement this morning. But I want to go right into uh, the message tonight. And uh, the Lord's just been placing on my heart to bring you this uh, sort of series. I'm going to get into that in just a moment. Many of you actually saw the artwork already, so you know the title of tonight's message. But recently, we brought a, a message on the mysteries of the inheritance uh, crowning the faithful. Do you all remember that? Some of you probably remember, and it had to do with the five crowns, the different crowns that uh, we will receive at the judgment seat of Christ for those who have been faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ and have kept their covenant relationship with him and it's such a beautiful beautiful message i want to encourage you if you didn't get an opportunity to see that tonight uh to see that to go ahead and see that at some uh opportunity but we gave that maybe about um Three, four weeks ago, approximately, you can look back at our our library. By the way, you can do that at wordoffaithglobal.org. You can also go to our Facebook page at Word of Faith Global Ministries, and you can see our um, library there. And then the other way that you can actually see it is just go to our YouTube channel at Word of Faith Global Ministries. And uh, and you can uh, browse through all of the videos and all of the teachings that we've been doing, and that will give you an opportunity. To catch up with some of the messages that we've been giving. But some time ago, like I said, um, the Lord had given me a, a message entitled Mysteries of the Inheritance Crowning the Faithful. Now it was a very beautiful message, but in keeping with this theme, the Lord actually is placed in my heart to bring a couple of messages pertaining to this topic on inheritance. So uh for those of us who believe in the Lord and put our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. So it's it's an interesting topic, if you will. Many of us are uh, familiar, obviously, with the uh, topic of inheritance, but we're going to go into it right away this evening. So if you've got your Bibles, many of you actually go ahead and have your notepads and your pens, and I encourage you to take note. We went ahead and on The comments section put uh, the um, uh, scripture verses that we're going to be using tonight for reference in case you want to jot them down or copy and paste them and then use them at a later time to go over them yourself. However, they're there for your purpose tonight, but we are going to go through these scripture verses. Uh, tonight, I want to start in Ephesians chapter number one. And for the most part, I'm going to be reading from the NASB version, and we're going to go right into it. So it goes on to say, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, to the saints who are at Ephesus and who are faithful in Christ Jesus. I don't know about you but I have my Bible I've showed this many a times to our church family but I've got it highlighted, written on, uh, underlined and sometimes with different color pens because of the pen that I was using at that time. So I encourage you that if if certain phrases and words pop out to you uh, highlight them or underline them because they're they're going to be very significant for you in the future but they're significant for us in this message today but watch again in verse number 2 it says I'm sorry in verse number 1 it says who are those saints who are faithful in Christ Jesus grace to you and peace from God our father and the lord Jesus Christ it says in verse 3 blessed be the god and father of of our lord Jesus Christ Who has blessed us, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ? I hope you're highlighting and underlining some of those key words right there. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before him, in love, he predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself, according to the kind intention of his will. Verse 6 To the praise of the glory of his grace, which he freely bestowed on us in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished on us. And if you haven't gotten the idea just yet, we're going to go through all of chapter number one. okay? And it goes on to say here in verse eight, which he lavished on us in all wisdom and insight. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his kind intention which he purposed in him with a view to an administration suitable to the fullness of the times that is the summing up of all things in Christ things in the heavens and things on the earth i wish we had time to go through every single one of these phrases i'm itching to do that but we're going to stay on subject tonight verse 11 says in him also we have obtained an inheritance. Look at the word right there. We have obtained an inheritance, having pre having been predestined according to his purpose, who works all things. Everybody say all things after the counsel of his will, to the end that we who were the first to hope in Christ would be to the praise of his glory. Verse thirteen. In him. You also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed in him, hallelujah, with the Holy Spirit of promise. Isn't that wonderful that we have been sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is given as a pledge of our inheritance. There's that word again, that key word, with a view to the redemption of God's own possession to the praise of his glory. Verse 15 says, for this reason, I too, having heard of the faith in the Lord Jesus, which exists among you and your love for all the saints, do not cease giving thanks for you while making mention of you in my prayers. This is Paul explaining here to the Ephesians, to the believers in the the church in Ephesus, that he does not cease giving thanks and praying for them while making mention of you in my prayers. He goes on to say in verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you, may give to you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of Him. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of His calling, what are the riches of the glory of His inheritance again in the saints and what is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe these are in accordance with the working of the strength of his might which he brought about in christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things in subjection under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, to the church, which which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Wow, what a powerful what a powerful and full of mighty mighty uh revelations the book of ephesians chapter number 1 brings and and if you have the opportunity at some point in time read the rest of the of chapters in the book of ephesians it's one of the most powerful uh, write, uh writings and the letters that paul writes now we know that christ is seated In heaven at the right hand of the Father. The right hand represents spiritual and legal authority. Okay? It is the hand that that is used to bless, uh, typically. So in verse 3 of chapter number 1, we read, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. We just read that. Watch this. Who has blessed us? With every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Again, who has blessed us, not who will bless us, is who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Therefore, one can conclude that it is He, the one that blesses us. See, we don't, we don't. We don't have uh, blessings in and of our own strength or in and of our own self. It is he, the one that blesses us. And also that we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. Can you say amen to that? And so today this is the topic that we're going to be disco- that we're going to be uh discovering and covering and we're calling it for tonight's message mysteries of the inheritance the blessings of the faithful hallelujah can we pray this evening. Father God, I thank you for your word. It is true. It is alive. It is sharper than any double edged sword. And Lord, it just penetrates our bones and our marrows. And we are here, oh God, to hear and receive what it is that you have for us this evening Lord. Our minds, our hearts, our ears, our eyes are open to what you, the portion that you want to give us tonight Lord. So I thank you for the blessing of your word, oh God. And I thank you for every single person hearing this message tonight and those that are that will hear it in the future i pray a blessing over them a blessing of the lord over them right now in the mighty and precious name of your son jesus we pray and everyone said amen and amen hallelujah let me get a sip of water here before we go on cuz i've got some things to share with you tonight so in the first chapter of the book of ephesians We find that Paul mentions the word inheritance, like I pointed out, quite a number of times. Inheritance is a thing that is inheritance. I know I'm going to go over the word inheritance, and I know that many of you understand and know the word. For for the purpose of the message tonight, I want to reiterate the fact. But it is a legacy, an endowment, uh, a birthright. And the Vines Expository Dictionary spells it out as strictly means to receive by lot, to possess, in a more general sense, to possess oneself of, to receive as one's one. In other words, one's one, W-O-N, or to obtain. So this is very important to understand for us, who are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ? Because we ought to uh, have a a fresh revelation of the very fact that we have an inheritance. We have an inheritance through Christ Jesus, and it is a rich inheritance. Hallelujah! And so we're going to go over that tonight with the blessings. Though we understand that when someone passes. Uh, away, they name a beneficiary. For example, uh, someone that uh, someone to inherit their estate, their goods, their monies, whatever possessions they had, uh, jewelry that they had. I, I have a uh, a thing that i do with my mom actually that my mom owns very beautiful jewelry and uh so we have this thing that whenever she shows me something that she purchased new or something that she's had from the past and obviously i love her tastes we're very very similar my sister my mom and i and we we all wear the same ring sizes too which is pretty interesting and many times when she shows me her jewelry i always tell her mom you're leaving me this one, right? Not Yani, my sister, right? And so she laughs and she says, "I have to share with both of you." And then I, of course, you know, mess with her and I told her, well, "Yes, but I'm the oldest, so I get that. I get that. I get. I get all the pickings." <laughs> so I always mess around with my sister when it comes to that. But I know that we're gonna we're gonna split all, all of that, and we're not gonna go through any. Uh, fighting or anything like that we don't do that but uh but that that's something that that is going to be inherited uh, for me and my sister their jewelry and i'm sure that for charlotte many of uh, the necklaces and things like that because uh, charlotte has a bigger ring size right <laughs> but anyway it's it's really neat to to know that there's going to be something of my mother that i'm going to inherit uh so at the beginning of the of his letter when paul writes to the ephesian believers He was making the point that the abundant inheritance of the spiritual riches of blessings of power and authority was already in the possession of those who believed. This was, this was uh, one of Paul's intentions in this portion of the letter is for them to, and for us, obviously, to understand that it is already in our possession. Because you see, we have a covenant relationship with Christ, which is what we're going to be talking about tonight. So I want you to hold that thought for just a moment. We're going to go right back to that. But I want to go, uh, I feel the need to go over something very quick. Uh, I want you to look at something before we go on. I want to get, I want to look at verses 4 and 5 again, and they read like this. Uh, Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before him in love, he predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself, according to the kind intention of his will. That's verses 4 and 5 of chapter number 1 that I've just reread. Now, on the subject of foreknowing and predestination, let's review a couple of commentary uh, references that I want to point out to you tonight, just so that we can get that out of the way since we read it this evening. The Dakes Annotated Reference Bible states, God chose for all who accept Jesus Christ should be holy and without blame before him in love. It is this plan that is chosen for all believers, not the individual conformity of any one person to that plan. The final choice is left up to the individual. And not to God. All are called and chosen to become holy before God in love if they want to accept this plan and choice of God. But only those who meet the conditions will be so blessed. Okay. It says, this is the true meaning of election and predestination wherever found in Scripture. That is, the plan is predestined and foreknown, not the individual conformity to the plan. I want to read to you this evening several verses uh, that I want you to jot down. They are on your screen. They should be on your screen. I hope I did that correctly this evening. But if you if they're not, you can jot these down. Uh, pertaining to the uh, what we just read. But John 3.16, we all know the, the scripture verses verse, but all the way through 20, it goes on to say, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. He who believes in him is not judged. He who does not believe has been judged already because he because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Verse 19 says, This is the judgment that the light has come into the world and men love the darkness rather than the light for the deeds were for their deeds were evil for everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed and then if we turn to mark chapter 16 verses 15 and 16 it says and he said to them go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation he who has believed and has been baptized shall be saved. But he who has disbelieved shall be condemned. So those who who choose not to believe in Jesus Christ will be condemned. But those who choose to believe and be baptized will be saved. And then 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4 says, Who desires all men, all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of, of the truth, this is the will of the Father is for all he desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth second peter three nine says, the Lord is not slow about his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any any to perish, but for all." to come to repentance. So when you pray for someone's salvation, for someone to come to Christ, you're actually praying according to the will of the Father. And when you pray according to the will of the Father, guess what? It shall be done. It is a done deal. And then finally, Revelations 22, chapter uh, chapter 22, verse 17 says, the spirit and the bride say, come and let the one who hears say, Come, and let the one who is thirsty, come. Let the one who wishes take the water of life without cost. So those are a few scripture verses pertaining to the, uh, some of the scripture verses pertaining to the topic on foreknowledge and predestination that some people might have a little bit of a gray area uh, with regards to. I want to refer you to Romans 8, 29 Through 32, that says, For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his son, so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren. Verse 30 says, And these whom he predestined, he also called, and these whom he called, he also justified. And these whom he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for us all, how will he not only with him freely give us all things? There you go again. So... A good explanation of this is also found in the Hebraic Study Bible by Perry Stone, which says the following, and I quote this portion, it says, The word predestined has been a source of debate for centuries, as some use this this verse that we just read in Romans 8, 29-32, as proof that God has preordained some people to be saved and others to be eternally lost. God, listen to this, I want you to understand this. God determined beforehand from the foundation of the world that he would send Christ to suffer initiating the new covenant. Initiating the new covenant. He also foreknew that some individuals would choose Christ and others would not. He preplanned planned This is what he pre-planned, that those who do choose this new covenant would be conformed to his son. Now pertaining to verses 30 through 32, it goes on to read, quote, Here we have the calling, which is salvation, followed by justification and glorification. During justification, the spirit is delivered, and at glorification, the body is delivered justification releases a believer from the penalty of sin and glorification removes the believer forever from the presence of sin don't you love that and then it says god is for us he has freely given us redemption from sin he has sanctified and justified us and he has given us his word his spirit and the promise of eternal life. And I end quote with that description there. Uh, I wanted to point this out before we moved on to today's subject matter, just to clarify this topic briefly, as there are some points of views pertaining to predestination and, and foreknowledge that some people might have differences of opinions, if you will, on it. But I definitely wanted to clarify that because We know that God is for us and not against us. He wants to bless us. He wants for those to come to a full, for everyone, for all to come to a full knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So it it is not a a question of uh, some are predestined to go to hell. Some are predestined to perish. Some are predestined to have salvation it's not about that god wants for all to come to a place of repentance and to acceptance of the lord jesus christ his only begotten son amen is that clear hallelujah so there's a lot more that can be said on that subject but we're going to leave that part there for now but what we're dealing with today is again on the inheritance of the blessings to those that are faithful followers of the lord jesus christ the dictionary describes blessings or blessing as god's favor and protection i'm i'm here to tell you right now that word of faith global ministries if you're not part of our church then you don't understand this part. But I'm telling you right now that everyone in our church knows that we are constantly, constantly talking about the favor of God, the blessing of the Lord. And isn't it the case that when you begin a new job, amen, you get hired for a new job. And all of a sudden, you're the shining star, amen. And you start getting bonuses and you start getting raises. Why? Because the favor and the blessing of God go with you. You're, you're a child of the living God. You're in covenant with the Lord Jesus Christ. You're a faithful follower of his. And all these, all these blessings and all these favors and all these things start happening to you. And people are start looking to you, looking at you like, who is this person? They just started here. Well, that's the favor and the blessing of God. We were always talking about the favor of the Lord. Amen. Just the same way as a pastor and I talk about this all the time. And we talk about it also with my sister and Charlotte and my, uh, and, uh, and ordering my brother. And we talk about how we go into a restaurant that's completely empty. All of a sudden, and, you know, we, we walk in and wow. Okay. Well, we're the only ones here. We get, or, you know, just a few people trickle, trickling in. And all of a sudden we sit down and we begin to order and that restaurant begins to get full. We notice that each and every time. Guys, I'm not making this stuff up. You can ask several of the folks from our church, and they'll tell you. That happens to me all the time. How about favorite parkings? You know, uh, I, listen, God is. God is in the small things. God is interested in every single aspect of our lives. I don't want you to scoff on this and laugh about it and say, "Oh, you know, that's that's silly. That's not silly to God because you're his anointed one. You're you've got the blessing of the Lord. You've got the favor of the Lord. Hallelujah. So start looking for those those things in your life where you say, wow, that had to be the favor of God upon my life. That had to be the blessing of the Lord. God gave me favor with that person when, when I had to wait so long in line and everybody else was being turned uh, turned aside, turned away, yet God gave me favor and that person attended me. Or how about that phone call that you did at, at, at a certain company and that person seemed to be having a bad day, but all of a sudden they get on the phone with you and wow, they're, they're a blessing to you because you've got the favor of the Lord. So keep, keep in mind that that's the favor of God upon our lives. That's the blessing of the Lord all over us. Amen? Come on, say amen, somebody out there. Hallelujah. So, but again, uh, uh, the uh, the dictionary describes blessing as God's favor and protection. How about that? The protection of the Lord is upon us as well. I'm not saying that bad things Do happen. Yes, they do happen sometimes, but the protection of the Lord is upon us. And many times we could say truly, some things could be worse. Something it could have been worse, but the protection of the Lord was upon us. Amen. So, but if we're gonna uh cover every single passage in the Bible pertaining to blessings and the blessing of the Lord, we're we're never gonna finish, but we're gonna move on tonight. I want to go over the blessing. Uh, for obedience, and yes, we are going over to the Old Testament, so flip on over with me to Deuteronomy chapter number 28, we're going to go there tonight, and we're going to read verses uh, number 1 through 14, I'll give you a moment to get there, Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 14, I'm trying my best to go slow. But sometimes I get so excited and so passionate about the word of God that I tend to go a little bit fast. So bear with me if I do that. So I'm trying to bring it down a little bit. All right, let's try to read here a little bit on the slower side, Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 14. It says, Now it shall be if you diligently here are those keywords again. I'm gonna probably say those keywords like that with with a little bit of force so that you can highlight and underline that. that. So if you diligently, okay, that's a key word there. Obey the Lord your God, being careful to do all, not some, but all his commandments, which I command you today. The Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. Look at this verse 2 all these blessings not some not a few not three not five not four not one but all these blessings will come upon you and overtake you i love that i love that verse that that scripture verse i love that word it'll overtake you imagine if you will you're in the ocean and away comes over you and overtakes you. And and there's no controlling it. it, You see it coming and you go, oh my gosh, there's that wave. And it just overtakes you. Well, imagine that to be what we're talking about regarding the blessings today, right? And it says, overtake you if you obey the Lord your God. Now watch verse 3 on to 14. Blessed shall you be in the city. And blessed shall you be in the country. Hallelujah. Blessed shall you be. Sorry. Blessed shall be the offspring of your body and the produce uh, of your ground and the offspring of your beasts, the increase of your herd and the young of your flock. I know that many of you might think, well, I don't have a farm, Pastor Yvette. I don't have flocks and I don't have beasts and everything. But you know what that means, basically, that God is going to bless the fruit of everything that you do. He's going he's gonna to increase those seeds that you sow. He's going to increase in that job that you have. He's going to increase every single aspect of your life, whatever you set your hand to do. God is going to bless. That's basically what it's what it's referring to. Look at verse 5. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in. And blessed shall you be when you go out. I love that verse because it specifies the fact that you're, like we just talked about a moment, a moment ago, you're coming in. And when you're coming in, wherever it is that you're going in, you're bringing that blessing with you. Because that blessing abides in you. That blessing is in you because Jesus is the one that's in you. The Holy Spirit abides in you. God the Father is with you. So you're bringing that blessing everywhere you go. Amen? And everywhere you go out of, you're going to take that blessing along with you. Look at verse 7. The Lord shall cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before you. You all better get a hold of this message. They will come out against you one way and will flee before you seven ways. Hallelujah. So you better tell the enemy when the enemy starts to try to attack you and your seed and your family and your finances and your home and your health or whatever the case may be. You tell them, you go right on out, enemy, and you're going to flee seven ways before me. Hallelujah. Verse 8. The Lord will command Look at this, he'll command, what a strong verse right there. He will command a blessing upon you in your barns and in all that you put your hand to. And he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God gives you. Everywhere you set your hand to do, everywhere your feet go, the Lord commands his blessing upon you. Hallelujah. Verse 9 says, The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself as he swore to you if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. Verse 10 says, So all the peoples of the earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they will be afraid of you. Look at verse 11. The Lord will make you abound in prosperity. Those of you that might frown upon anything that has to do with prosperity, when when we talk about prosperity, uh, you know, the Lord wants us to prosper. Okay? So, you know, there's the word prosperity. We shouldn't shun that word. We shouldn't, you know... Poo-poo on that word. That word is in the Bible. It says that the Lord will make you abound in prosperity. He wants us to prosper. He wants every th- single thing that we set our hands to do to prosper. Now, is it to hoard it? Absolutely not. It's for us to be the conduit of blessing, to be able to bless others, to be able to bless our church, to be able to bless others, our pastors, to be able to bless bless, uh, uh, ministries that that are founded and grounded in the word of God. Amen? So I'm almost losing my track here, but here we're almost finished with, with these verses. So it says here in verse 11, the Lord will make you abound in prosperity, in the offspring of your body and in the offspring of your beasts and in the produce of your ground listen he wants to prosper and bless your children your grandchildren your great-grandchildren your heritage your lineage your inheritance he wants to bless them as well it says in the language the lord swore to your fathers to give you the lord will open for you his good storehouse the heavens to give rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hand there it goes again and you shall lend to many nations but you shall not borrow hallelujah verse 13 the lord will make you the head and not the tail you know throughout the whole Uh, childhood of our children and even our grandchildren we always talk to them about that we always used to pray that over them you are the head and you're not the tail we pray that over the children of Word of Faith Global Ministries all the time our Word of Faith kids know that they are the head and not the tail they are the top of the class and not underneath the class and not the last of the class hallelujah they shine in the name of Jesus glory be to God it says If you listen to the commandments of the Lord your God, which I charge you today to observe them carefully and do not turn aside from any of the words words which I command you today to the right or to the left to go after other gods to serve them. Wow. That's another very powerful and strong chapter indeed. Amen. So, You may know, uh, actually, this chapter, for those of you that have read uh, Deuteronomy 28 in the past, this chapter is known as the blessing and the curse of the law because we go on to read then the part of the curses. We're not going to go into that tonight, but you can read that at your leisure. But in the verses we just read, there are 21 blessings listed for obedience. My goodness, what an amazing, what an amazing chapter. Uh, Notice the condition to the blessings in verses 1 and 2. If you will diligently obey the Lord. Now that's very key. You see, when we choose to step out of the umbrella of obedience, we then succumb to those uh, uh, consequences. So you need to understand that we put ourselves in that position. When we step out of the umbrella of the protection of the Lord and we step out of that, we're the ones to choose that choose that. And it's very unfortunate when people do because you suffer the consequences of that. You see, it's not God's choice for us to step outside of his will and outside of his blessings or outside of the protection of his umbrella, of his wings, of his mighty hands. And, and many times, we tend to blame God for the bad things that happen. But guess what? It's not, God's, it's not God's fault. It's our own fault. We put ourselves in those predicaments many times. I want you to note here in Deuteronomy 30, uh, chapter 30, verse 19 through 20, it says, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have placed before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. So choose life in order that you may live, you and your descendants, by loving the Lord your God, by obeying his voice, and by holding close to him, for this is your life and the length of your days, so that you may live in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. So there you have a very important scripture verse that you can underline some of those. Uh, very key words as well. So God, God gives us these choices. God gives us, here Here you have the blessing and here you have the curse. Here you have life and here you have death. You choose. It's up to us to choose. And so he tells us, choose life. Choose, this is my, my will, my desire is for you to choose life, that you may live that you may live, you and your descendants, by loving the Lord your God and so that you can inherit the land which I swore to your fathers. Amen? So I want us to then uh, uh, go over to Matthew chapter number 5 because in the Sermon on the Mount, in the Beatitudes, Jesus reveals here some special blessings to those who show humility and love and live a life of, of righteousness. So we see in verses 3 through 12 in the beatitudes here it says blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I'm going to go through this a little fast just so that we can move on with the message but just so you can get a little bit of an understanding. It says in verse 4 blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the gentle for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Verse seven, blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy, hallelujah. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, The beatitudes the bless the blessings that god that jesus himself is talking about he each of these sayings presents a condition of the person and a blessing resulting from that person's obedience to god now i know that we're kind of tossing back and forth with old testament and new testament but the whole of the bible is beneficial for us, the believer. So Genesis twelve verses one through three says the following. Now the Lord said to Abram. This this is the Lord speaking to Abraham as we know him uh, before his name was changed to Abraham. He said he's saying to Abram, go for go from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I will show you. God was about to show Abram a land that he was uh, going to have him come into. Watch this. And he goes on to say in verse 2, I will make you into a great nation. And I will bless you. And I will make your name great. And and you shall be a blessing. Listen closely. And I will bless those who bless you. And and the one who curses you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed now we know here i'm going to go into that in just a minute we know here that uh he he's talking to abram and he's talking about eventually the land of israel and we know always that we need to bless israel and 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 speak blessings over israel all the time because the lord god said i will bless those who bless you and i will curse those who curse you but listen closely you might you might say well You know, Pastor Yvette, this has to do with the Old Testament. This has to do with God talking to Abraham back in the day. This has to do with the land of Israel, the nation of Israel. This is all Old Testament stuff. What does that have to do with me? Well, I'm glad you asked. You see, it has everything to do with us. Absolutely everything. I want you to notice this. You see, the same promise The same promise is transferred to all those who are in Christ. The same promises in the Old Testament, the same promises given to the prophets of old, the same promises to those in Israel, the same promises are transferred over to all who are in Christ. How do you know, Pastor Rebecca? Turn over to Galatians chapter number 3, verse 13 through 16. And it says the following, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, in order that in Christ Jesus, I hope you're listening, the blessing of Abraham would come to the Gentiles so that we would receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. There's your answer. It goes on to say, Brothers and sisters, I speak in terms of human relations. Even though it is only a man's covenant, yet when it has been ratified, no one sets it aside or adds condition to it. Now, the promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. Listen closely. He does not say, And to seeds, as one as one. Would would in referring to many, but rather as in referring to one and to your seed that is Christ. You know, I'm going to tell you something. That verse is so good that I'm going to read it again, but in the Amplified Version. The Amplified Version says it as, as such. Christ purchased our freedom and redeemed us. From the curse of the law and its condemnation by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs or is crucified on a tree or a cross. Watch verse 14. In order that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might also come to the Gentiles so that we would all receive the realization of the promise of the Holy Spirit through faith. And that's exactly what happens when we come to faith in Jesus Christ. We come to Christ by faith. And so immediately those promises come to us. They're transferred to us as well. Brothers and sisters, I speak in terms of you of human relations, even though, at last, a last will and testament is just a human covenant yet when it has been signed and made legally binding no one sets it aside or adds to it modifying it in some way now the promises in the covenants were decreed to abraham and i'm telling you god has been stirring in my heart lately about uh, bringing a message on the covenant that might come next month for our new series but But now the promises in the covenants were decreed to Abraham and to his seed. God does not say and to seeds, descendants or heirs, but listen, as if referring to many persons, but as to one and to your seed, capital S, who is none other than Christ, who is none other than Christ. So you see the transfer right there. It goes uh, through, uh, through the, the seed of Abraham, which ends up being Christ Jesus. And then all of a sudden enter those who believe in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. They're transferred over to us. Praise the name of the Lord. So you see, Paul explains it in plain terms. In Christ Jesus. The blessing of Abraham comes to us. Can I get an amen to that? We then receive the same promise of the blessing that was spoken over Abraham because we have come into covenant with Jesus. You all remember um, when we were talking about recently about the the wedding uh, uh, covenant. I'm not going to go into that I could if I if I would if I could I, if I could I would but I won't but listen to that message because it's absolutely beautiful but when we come into covenant with the Lord Jesus Christ those blessings are promised to us wow for those who are in Christ this covenant is kept by believing on Jesus and keeping his commandments that's key that's key it's when we Continue to keep his commandments. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but that gets me super, super, super excited. So once again, that uh was um Galatians 3:13 through 16 that we read in the Amplified Version again. We read it twice in the NASB, and then we also read it in the Amplified version. Again, Galatians 3 13 through 16. So this gets me excited. I hope it's getting you excited. Now, if you look at, we're not going to read it, but jot it down in your notes. But if you look at Genesis 12 uh, 7 through 22 and 18, uh, we notice God's promises to Abraham's seed, the blessing of a new nation and promises that. His descendants will multiply as the sand of the sea and as the stars in the heaven. Remember when when God tells Abraham to look at the stars in the heaven and that he's going to multiply his descendants as the sand of the sea and the stars in the heavens. Some scholars believe that the sand of the sea alludes to Israel and natural Jews having earthly promises. This is a little Footnote, if you will, a little freebie for you. And the stars in heaven are heavenly promises that are released to the church, Jews and Gentiles alike, in the new covenant. Isn't that a beautiful thing to know? Those that put their trust in Christ Jesus will rule and reign with him in the millennial reign. Hallelujah. People have a misconception uh, when it comes to that, that, that they believe that, you know when we die and we go to heaven we're going to be like little angels flying around with little wings behind our back and we're just going to be all floating around in heaven and bouncing around the clouds and so on and and that's not so we we're going to rule and we're going to reign with jesus in the new Jerusalem here on earth in the millennial kingdom. You can see all of that in the book of Revelation. He makes a new heaven and a new earth, and we're going to rule and reign. Those of us who have kept covenant with Jesus Christ, we will rule and reign with him for all eternity. So to reiterate, as we bring this message to a close tonight, to reiterate here uh, and to bring it home is that the transfer of the blessing once spoken over Abraham, Isaac, Jacob are transferred over to those that are in and keep the new covenant in Christ Jesus. When we remain faithful in Christ, they are transferred over and we are mightily blessed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All of the promises and blessings given to Abraham and the nation of Israel are ours as well. So we can claim those for ourselves. We can, remember when I gave you the uh, description of what inheritance means? We can take possession of that for ourselves. We can claim that for ourselves because it's our inheritance. It's our inheritance through Christ. Jesus not in and of ourselves but through Christ Jesus remember a few months ago we discussed uh, our series on grafted in so that grafting in we become one and then therefore we receive all the things that are from the root we receive all of those good rich uh, nutrients that are that are in the root Christ Christ Jesus. They're being received in us. We are receiving that from Jesus if we continue in that grafting process. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. You know, there's so much more that we that can be said about this subject, but we're gonna have to leave it here for now for this evening. Um, we are blessed to be our measure when we receive uh Jesus as our Lord and as our Savior. Um I'm here to tell you that this message blessed me so very much as God was giving it to me and I was preparing it. And uh, I hope it's been a blessing to you. I hope you share this message. Let us know um, how it's blessed your life tonight. And um, maybe just send us a message or an email or a text message or message us through our wordoffaithglobal.org website, whichever way. Um, But I just want to give you an opportunity this evening. If you've been watching this uh, message uh, online, uh, whether it's tonight or whether it's sometime in the future, and you don't necessarily have a, a true relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, you, you may say to yourself, you know, pastor Yvette, I thought I had a relationship with Jesus or my relationship with Jesus has grown cold and, and, uh, I'm in a dry place, whatever, uh, whatever journey you're on right now, would you say this prayer with me? And, you know, maybe it's your heart's desire to get right with God or just to, uh, just to get with God and just uh, come back to him or maybe dedicate your life to him for the very first time. If that's you this evening, would you say this prayer together with me tonight? And I would love to just pray for you at the end. Um, but say, Father in heaven, I thank you for this message tonight because it's spoken to me. I open up my heart to you tonight, O God. I believe in your son, Jesus Christ, that he came uh, for me. He died on a cruel cross and he resurrected on the third day. And I believe that he is seated at the right hand of the Father now, and he's interceding for me. I ask you to forgive me of my sins for they are many. I repent and I wanna do right now. I want to come after you. I want to serve you all of the days of my life. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to show me the word of God in a profound way, in a revelatory way, that I may know God more through his word. And I pray this in the mighty and precious name of Jesus. Amen and amen. If you prayed that prayer for the very first time, I'm here to welcome you into the family of God. I'm here to tell you that those blessings have already been transferred over to you. If you've rededicated your life to Jesus just now, same thing, same thing. So allow me to pray the priestly prayer, the priestly blessing to you. And uh, and we uh, will see you then next week as well. But the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine on you. The Lord be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his face to you and give you peace. Not just today, not just tonight. But always, always, in the mighty and precious name of Jesus, we speak the blessing of the Lord over every single one of you. Listen, Pastor and I are praying for you. We love you. We cannot wait to see you in in just a couple of weeks. We'll see you, as a matter of fact. But tune in on Sunday, 10 in the morning at church, 11 live stream, and tune in next Wednesday again. 8 p.m. same time for our live stream Wednesday night service. God bless you. Pastor and I love you and we'll see you very soon. Take care.